Welcome back to the Hot Tip S Daily Pick Show for Saturday, January 29th. Back with some more college basketball action for today. Before we get into it, quick look at how Friday's card went. Currently, neither of the games are over. Ohio does have a fairly large lead over Buffalo with about 10 minutes left. Honestly, it would be insane if Iowa or Ohio doesn't end up covering this game. So, um, penciling in the winner for that one. Hopefully, they don't make me regret that. Um, and we still have Fresno over Boise State let to play tonight. So, definitely tech Twitter, Bet Stamp, Community tab on YouTube for all the results to that. But, let's get right into Saturday's <laughs> The first game I'm taking a look at for Saturday, an SEC Big 12 matchup, Missouri taking on Iowa State. Missouri comes into this game 8-11 and on the season. Iowa State is 15-5. and And this Missouri team is one that is interesting this season. 132nd in Kim Palm, 104 in the hot debate rankings. Iowa State is still 116 in the hot debate rankings for some reason. I'm not sure why they haven't gone down even a little bit. Um, Kim Palm is 28. But, you know, for Iowa State... They were absolutely amazing during non-conference play. Had some huge wins. You know, Xavier, Memphis, Creighton, Iowa. All of those games are, are impressive wins in and of themselves. And, well, they've struggled a little bit here in Big 12 play. They've started out 3-5. and five. Um, I do think that against Missouri here, this is a game they should easily win. Missouri, while they've been all right, their only true road win of the season came on the road against Old Miss, which, you know, wasn't their last game. Um, but, you know, they have just been a far better team at home than on the road this season. And Missouri doesn't really have the scores. You know, Kobe Davis is their lead scorer with 13.5 points per game. Amari Davis is also dropping 10.3 points per game. But overall, this team has definitely struggled to shoot the ball this season. Only a 46.3 effective field goal percentage. Only hitting 27.3 from beyond the arc, as well as 73.3% of their free throws. And Iowa State, on the other hand, while they may not be the best, you know, scoring team in the country, they have shot the ball better. Um, Isaiah Brockington leads them in scoring with 16.9 points per game. Tyrese Hunter is also dropping 10.5 points per game. And overall, they do beat out Missouri, a 51.1 effective field goal percentage, 33% from beyond the arc, as well as 69.4 from the free throw line. And, you know... Uh, Brockington is really the heart and soul of this team. Not only does he lead them in points, he also leads this Iowa State team in rebounds, 7.9 rebounds per game. Um, and it's a big reason why, you know, the Iowa State defense has been so, so solid this season. They're ninth in adjusted defensive efficiency, according to Ken Palm. When Missouri comes into this game, 120th on the defensive side of the ball. Um, Iowa State also has the edge on offense, even though they're not the greatest team, 108th adjusted offensive efficiency for Iowa State, while Missouri is 178th. And honestly, for Missouri on the defensive side of things, they have just not played very good basketball. You know, they're only first forcing turnovers on 18.2% of their opponent's possessions. That's 210th in the country in that category. When we look over to Iowa State, like I said, they've been pretty strong. Um, and those forcing turnovers is something they absolutely pride themselves in. 25.4 turnover percentage is what this Iowa State team is forcing their opponents. Um, they're actually fifth in the country when it comes to forcing turnovers. And like I said, Iowa was excellent during non-conference playing. I, you know, going against a quote-unquote non-conference team here in this one it might mean something but you know once we're in the heart of big 12 play and this is sort of a big 12 matchup for them in a way um i don't know that it means a whole lot there but iowa state at home has been a better team primarily missouri on the road has just not looked very good and i have just not loved what i've seen out of missouri this year i like what i've seen out of iowa state um and i think they get a big win over a former big 12 counterpart so give me iowa state minus 10 here against missouri
The next game on the card, we got Temple taking on SMU. Temple comes into this game 11 and 6. SMU is 15 and 4. And SMU is a team that I've absolutely loved this season. They're 58th in Kimpom, 54th in the hot tip rankings. Temple 126 in Kimpom. 132 in the hot tip at rankings and for smu their only american loss of the entire season has come against cincinnati not to mention this smu team has been red hot at home undefeated at home this season and we look over to temple they actually are coming off a win against cincinnati um at home on tuesday but outside of really that game temple has definitely definitely struggled against better teams this season and they just don't have the scores i mean damian dunn um is about it for this temple team he's dropping 15.4 points per game and after that you know jeremiah williams is their next leading scorer with only 9.5 points per game and overall shooting has been a real struggle for this team a 46.4 effective field goal percentage only hitting 29.2 percent from beyond the arc as well as 69.2 percent of their free throws and we look over to smu you know, they've been a solid shooting team this season. Kendrick Davis leads SMU in scoring with 20.6 points per game. Marcus Weathers is also dropping 10.9 points per game. And like I said, overall, you know, as a whole team to team, SMU has been really good shooting the ball. 53.4 effective field goal percentage and 36.7% from beyond the arc, as well as 75.1% from the free throw line. And it truly is that shooting that gives SMU a huge advantage in this game and really just on the offensive side of the ball in general. SMU comes into this game 38th in adjusted offensive efficiency, while Temple 177th in adjusted offensive efficiency. They're two similar teams on the defensive side of the ball. Temple 110, um, adjusted defensive efficiency. SMU is 103. And like I said, Temple isn't horrible on the defensive side of the ball. Their shot defense has actually been decent. And it's kind of what's you know kept them in some of their games. They have held teams to a 45.3 effective field goal percentage. But they're going up against a different animal here in this SMU team. And even though Temple enters this game on you know a four game win streak this is going to be their toughest opponent of that stretch and you know smu is definitely not a team you can you know not be playing your best basketball um and expect to beat and i have loved what i've seen out of this smu team this season their shooting defense has been stellar as well they're only allowing a 45.1 effective field goal percentage they're 18th in the country in that category so um defensively two very similar teams but smu just has the huge huge advantage on the offensive side of things they're at home in this one where they've played very very well this season i think they win big against temple so give me smu minus 10 and a half in this game next game on the card we head up north north dakota state taking on south dakota state now we were actually bet on south dakota state the first time these teams played but um on the road in this matchup i love north dakota state they come into this game 14 and 7 on the season south dakota state 18 and 4 and don't get me wrong south dakota state is most certainly the best team in the summit league right now i mean one they're undefeated um but two you know 76 in kimpom 87th in the hot tibet rankings north dakota state 168 in kimpom 157 in the hot tibet rankings and for this north dakota state team we were just on them on thursday got the overtime win over south dakota which i can't say they played their best basketball in that game quite honestly they probably got very very lucky to actually end up covering that game but they've been all right here in summit league play six and three but you know they're going up against the monster in south dakota state um who you know won the first matchup between these guys at north dakota state um end up winning that game by four points um and they are nine and oh here in summit league play but um that's not to say south carolina doesn't have some problems but one area that they don't have a problem is their shooting. South Dakota State is one of the best shooting teams in the country. Baylor Sherman leads them in scoring with 14.8 points per game. Douglas Wilson right behind him with 14.7 points per game. Um, and overall, 
they're shooting lights out. They're second in effective field goal percentage, a 60.2 effective field goal percentage. They're the number one three-point shooting team in the country, hitting 45% from beyond the arc, um, as well as 76.3% of their free throws. Um, but while North Dakota State is definitely under that, they've still shot the ball very, very well for most teams in the country. Rocky Kirchner leads them in scoring with 15.8 points per game. Grant Nelson is also dropping 12.2. And then overall, as a team, North Dakota State has shot the ball fine. A 50.2 effective field goal percentage as a team, hitting 35% from beyond the arc, as well as 75.5% of their free throws. And, you know, they still come into this game 185th in adjusted offensive efficiency. Pretty middle of the road, but not a bad team at all. I mean, granted, South Dakota State, ninth in adjusted offensive efficiency. It is going to be hard to contend with that. Um, but North Dakota State has the advantage on the defensive side of things. They have the much stronger defense, 169th in adjusted defensive efficiency, according to Ken Palmball. South Dakota State really needs some work on the defensive side of the ball, 262nd in adjusted defensive efficiency. And it truly is that defense that links you like North Dakota State. Because when you look back to the first matchup between these two teams, when I was on South Dakota State, South Dakota State had a pretty big lead going into the end of that game, and you just <laughs> ticked down points. And North Dakota State just started to climb back and climb back and climb back because South Dakota State, while they shot the ball so, so well, couldn't hold on to the lead because their defense was doing absolutely nothing. Um, really, they got to keep a high tempo for South Dakota State to, to have good basketball. Um, you know, a 70.6 adjusted tempo. They're 36 in the country there. And if they do that, they might have a chance here against North Dakota State's defense. But I truly think North Dakota State keeps this one pretty close. I mean, on the defensive side of the ball, North Dakota State does a really good job rebounding the ball, 58th in the country there, which is going to be very, very important against the South Dakota State team that does shoot the ball so, so well. And that's a big part to Rocky Kirshner, who leads them with eight rebounds per game. Um, the shot defense for North Dakota State has also been pretty good. They've held teams to a 45 or 47.4 effective field goal percentage, rather, um, 75th in the country in that category. And honestly, this is a great matchup for this North Dakota State team. And quite honestly, even though Eric Henderson has done a really good job as South Dakota State putting this team together, it's just far too many points to lay on the home in this one. So give me North Dakota State plus 11 here against South Dakota State. Next up, we got an A-10 matchup between VCU and Richmond. VCU comes in this game 12-6 and on the season. Richmond is 13-7. and And ranking-wise, these two teams are similar. Uh, VCU is 71st in Kempom, 60th in the high debate rankings. Richmond 90th in Kempom. 70th in the hot debate rankings but when we really break these two teams down vcu has been a strong basketball team this season they enter this game following a great win over davidson on the road on wednesday and truly the only bad loss for this vcu team really that they've had all season um was to st bonaventure on the road they lose that game by 20 points but quite honestly they bounced back pretty well from that loss um, Richmond, on the other hand, while they have a couple of wins on the road here in their last few games, they've actually struggled a little bit at home this season, which um, is a little bit strange. You know, a loss to St. Joseph and Davidson in their last two home games, and they haven't started A-10 play as well as you might have hoped. You know, they're 4-3 and three going into this game, um, but they do got a couple of scores. You know, Trey Burton leads Richmond in scoring with 16.6 .6 points per game. Grant Golden also dropping 15.1 points per game, and overall, they are probably the better shooting team going into this matchup of 52.4 effective field goal percentage 33.7 percent from beyond the arc 
as well hitting 71 percent of their free throws but that doesn't mean vcu is a bad shooting team i mean they're not great don't get me wrong um but they still got a couple of scores vince williams jr leads uh, vcu here with 12.4 points per game adrian baldwin jr is also dropping 10.8 points per game and Overall, they've been okay. A 49.4 effective field goal percentage, 34.1 from beyond the arc is actually a slightly better three-point percentage than Richmond, um, but they are only hitting 65% of their free throws, which I definitely would want to see higher for this VCU team. But VCU truly shines on the defensive side of the ball. They are second in the country in just a defensive efficiency, according to Ken Palm. Um, clearly beating out Richmond, who comes into this one 117th in just a defensive efficiency. But Richmond does have the edge on the offensive side of things, obviously, 71st in just an offensive efficiency, um, while VCU only 270th there. But it is that VCU defense that makes me love them so much in this game. Um, their shot defense, especially, has been on par, absolutely stellar this season. They've held teams to a 42.6 effective field goal percentage, fifth in the country in that category, and they've held teams to 26.1% from beyond the arc, second best three-point defense in the country. So um, if they can do that in this game, I think they have no problem beating Richmond. And um, while Richmond has been okay on the defensive side of the ball, their shot defense is, is clearly worse. They've allowed a 51 effective field goal percentage, 222nd in the country there. And Overall, this Richmond team is okay, um, but they're definitely not the best team in the world. I do expect them to struggle a little bit against a VCU team that, like I said, is so, so strong on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, if you're not careful, VCU is just going to be stealing the ball and forcing turnovers all game. They force turnovers on 26.8% of their possessions. They're second in the country in that category. And I really do think VCU on the road here. Um, takes control of the game, controls it from the defensive side of the ball. Um, and, and hopefully, I feel like they're definitely a live dog. I mean, honestly, I would probably make them the slight favorite um, going into this matchup. But taking VCU plus three here against Richmond. Next up on Saturday's card, we have Moorhead State taking on Murray State. Moorhead State comes into this game 16-5 and five on the season. Murray State is 19 and 2. And Murray State has been a very good basketball team. 93rd in Kim Palm, 42nd in the Hot Tibet rankings. But Moorhead State isn't far behind. 155th in Kim Palm, 133 in the Hot Tibet rankings. And both of these teams have been absolutely on fire in conference play. Red hot. 8-0 start for Moorhead State, a 9-0 start for Murray State. Um, and for Murray State, their only two losses of the entire season, a loss to East Tennessee State early in the season and a loss to Auburn right here before conference play started. Um, but that's not to say Moorhead State has been bad by any means. I mean, they do enter this game following a close overtime win against SEMO, um, which I would have loved to have seen them win that game a little bit more. But they do have a great win over Belmont a few weeks ago. So it doesn't worry me super heavily for, for Moorhead State here. And they got some great, great scorers. Um, Johnny Broom leads them in scoring with 16.4 points per game. Trey Holloway is also dropping 12 points per game here for Moorhead State. And, and Moorhead State has shot the ball very, very well this season. A 53.3 effective field goal percentage, 37.5% from the on the arc, as well as hitting 66.9% of their free throws. But Murray State has also shot the ball pretty well. Tevin Brown leads Murray State in scoring with 17.5 points per game. KJ Williams also dropping 16.8 points per game. And overall, they've been a very similar shooting team. 53.7 effective field goal percentage, 36.2% from beyond the arc, and 67% from the free throw line. And Murray State on paper does get the slight edge in both offense and defensive efficiency they're 46th in just an offensive efficiency 55th in defensive moorhead state 137 in offensive efficiency and 157th in defensive efficiency um but moorhead state just 
in my opinion, is not getting enough credit here. I mean, their shot defense especially has been super, super strong this season. They've held teams to a 48.6 effective field goal percentage, 126th in the country in that category. And don't get me wrong, Murray State is a solid, solid team. They're very, very good. But they do struggle a little bit, especially when it comes to rebounding the basketball, especially on the defensive side of things. They're 146th in that in that category and my real problem with this murray state team is just laying this many points in this game i do think murray state's the favorite and i would make them four maybe five point favorites in this game but they're going up against the moorhead state team that proved against belmont um that they can hang around with the top of the ohio valley this year and it does seem like a, a three-horse race between murray state moorhead state and, and belmont and i think this game for moorhead state um could do a lot in deciding how that race plays out down the season even if they end up losing if they're able to keep it close um and play a competitive matchup on the road against murray state i think it'll do a lot to, to boost this team up and I, I do think this team is more than capable of doing that so give me moorhead state plus 10 here against murray state Next up on the car, we got an ACC matchup between Wake Forest and Syracuse. Wake Forest comes into this game 17 and 4 on the season. Syracuse is 9 and 11. And for Wake Forest, 90th in Kempom, 31st in the Hot to Bet rankings. Syracuse, 49th in Kempom, 94th in the Hot to Bet rankings. And Wake Forest has had a couple of very solid wins as of late. A win over North Carolina in Virginia. Um, and they've really just started ACC play very, very strong. 7 and 3 start for them. And while Syracuse hasn't been horrible this year they haven't been anything special um i mean they've definitely struggled against better teams at home this season um and they entered this game following an 11 point loss to pit on the road which on the road might be a little bit of validation but 11 point bot lost to pit you can't be doing that and for the syracuse team buddy Beheim leads them in scoring with 18.9 points per game jimmy Beheim's right behind him with 13.8 points per game and i'm not gonna say when the top two scores or the coach's son that it's a bad thing but when you're at a power five school like Syracuse, I don't know that that necessarily leads you to a whole lot of success in the season. I mean, Syracuse hasn't been bad shooting the basketball, but they certainly haven't been great. I mean, a 51.5 effective field goal percentage. They're in 35.6 from beyond the arc, um, as well as 71.6% of their free throws. But Wake Forest, in my opinion, has shot the ball much better. And Elias Williams leads them in scoring with 12.4 points per game. Jake Lavrida is also dropping 15.4 points per game. And overall, they have shot the ball extremely, extremely well. A 55.4 effective field goal percentage. They're 17th in the country there. Um, a little bit down on the three-pointer, actually, at 32.9%. But great from the free throw line, 74.3%. And honestly, Wake Forest is a solid, solid basketball team, both sides of the basketball. They're 43rd in just offensive efficiency, 38 in just defensive efficiency. And while Syracuse is good on the offensive side of things, 25% just offensive efficiency, their defense has been a major problem this year, 20, 220th in adjusted defensive efficiency um, for this Syracuse team. And I, I just don't see it getting much better in this one. One area that Syracuse has really struggled this season has been the shot defense, where it's really just been a massive struggle for them, um, allowing a 51.6 effective field goal percentage. When we look over to Wake Forest, they've done an excellent job on the defensive shooting um, allowing or holding teams to a 45.2 effective field goal percentage this season. They're 20th in the country in that category. And I just love what Steve Forbes has done for this Wake Forest team. He's put together a great roster here, um, even in only his second year. And it's a Wake Forest team that's just playing very, very good basketball right now. I love them on the road here in this matchup. And I think that is the defense in this game um, that Syracuse is going to struggle with. Just being nowhere near Wake Forest, I think it's going to be hard for them to keep up. So give me Wake Forest minus one here against Syracuse. 
And the final game on the card, we got Eastern Washington taking on Montana. Eastern Washington comes into this game 11 and 9. Montana is 14 and 6. Um, and Eastern Washington, 205 in Kim Palm, 172 in the hot tippet rankings. Montana, 170 in Kim Palm, 179 in the hot tippet rankings. And Eastern Washington might not be the worst team in the world. I mean, they are 11 and 9. Um, and they had that huge, you know, great win over Washington State on the road earlier in the season. But when you exclude that game from the record, it has not been great for Washington State. Um, their next best win is against Portland State, who is currently the 300th team um, in Ken Palm. So well, essentially, Eastern Washington has one win over Ken Palm top 300 teams, which is not exactly a stat that you want at the end of January. I mean... It, that's not good in any world that's not good uh montana on the other hand has been very very solid they enter this game seven and two in big sky play they haven't lost a game at home all season and they got a couple of really good scores josh banna one of them who's dropping 13.5 points per game robbie beasley the third also dropping 11.4 points per game and like i said overall they have shot the ball fairly well only a 49.5 effective field goal percentage and they're only hitting 33.1 percent of their three uh, from three um but their free throw shooting is very very strong strong for montana 81st in the or 80 gosh i can't talk 81 percent from the free throw line they're third in the country in that category and don't get me wrong eastern washington shot the ball all right i mean still verts leads them in scoring with 17.4 points per game litton Asil dropping 15.8 points per game but overall eastern washington is actually a slightly better shooting the ball maybe depending how you you know break it down a 51 effective field goal percentage 36.1 from beyond the arc 76 from the free throw line so they're similar on the offensive side of the ball i mean eastern washington's 160th adjusted offensive efficiency montana 208 um but like a lot of the games i've been on today i love this montana defense 143rd adjusted defensive efficiency according to ken palm eastern washington 241 and it truly has been the eastern washington defense that has struggled um, i feel like i'm beating a dead horse i feel like i keep saying that but it is true um they've really struggled forcing turnovers especially uh, eastern washington is only forcing turnovers on 16.6 percent of their possessions 292nd in the country in that category and montana does a great job um holding on to the ball they're only turning it over on 15.3 percent of their possessions 19th there and they also do a good job forcing turnovers 20.8 turnover percentage is what they are forcing their opponents to 71st in the country in that category and honestly i think it is the montana defense um and really just you know how well they've played at home this season that does it for them in this game and eastern washington like i said has just not shown that they can contend and, and really hang with better teams of the season it just hasn't worked out so give me montana minus six here against eastern washington that is it for Saturday's college basketball show. And Ohio does hold on against Buffalo, so don't have to sweat that one out. But if you want to see more college basketball action for today, head over to hottobest.com. Take a look at all the computer model picks up there. Got college basketball, NBA, NHL, the NFL tomorrow. So take a look at all of that. Also, follow the Hot Tipets main account on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Stay up to everything with going on over there. As well as follow me at Hot Tipets Chris on Twitter and Instagram. So you don't miss any of the content I'm putting out as well as on the best stamp app where you can get early access to all the picks the second I record each episode. Also, if you haven't already, go check out Thrive Fantasy. You can get a 100% deposit match up to $100 when you use the code HTB. They got a great prop boost on Cooper Cup this weekend um, for the NFL game. So go take a look at that. Also, if you're watching here on YouTube, hit the like button, subscribe to the channel, hit the bell notifications so you don't miss out on any future content. And most importantly, drop a comment down below. Let me know who you guys are betting on for today's college basketball card. Thanks for watching today's show. I will see you guys tomorrow.